0: Hello, this is Lisa Peter coming to you today from the Ill Edwin Elder Library. And today is a fairly long chapter, so I'm going to see if I have to, um, am I able to get through it all. It's chapter 14. It says the title of it, some short selections and up to the minute thoughts on prayer. So it's a series of different short sections, selections, um, prayer, a cure for discouragement, five reasons why prayer must be answered. Okay, that's the the title of this chapter, and it's out of Prayer, 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 The Supreme Need of the Hour by Andrew D. Ursham. And from my understanding, this book is out of print. So if you're able to find a copy somewhere, grab it. Get this book. Okay, chapter 14, short and up-to-the-minute thoughts on prayer. Prayer, A Cure for Discouragement. Luke 18 and 1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. To pray or to faint, that is often the question. Humans are more apt to surrender in despair than to fall on our knees in prayer. Prayer is active. Fainting is passive. Prayer is rowing against the current and looking unto Jesus, refusing to drift with the tide. To faint is to be discouraged, depressed. But to pray is to be encouraged. Don't lose heart. Keep hopeful. And you build up your most holy faith through prayer. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Gaining new power. Vision. No one ever became a saint in his sleep. Perseverance in prayer. Prayer is the difficult art of refusing to faint. And it is the only alternative. Learn how to pray and you need never lose determination. To evangelize our world today depends on a revival of prayer. Deeper than the need for men and far deeper than the need for money is the need for prevailing worldwide prayer. Prayer must be more than an echo from men's lips rather than a passion from his heart. But if men and women of our generation will enter into the holy place of prayer, here was a prayer of Jacob Cooper. Jacob Cooper, one of our one of our founding prayer fathers. O oh Lord, have mercy on the sovereigns of Europe, convert their souls, give them short lives and happy deaths, take them to heaven and let us have no more of them. When asked, do you belong to the standing order? He quickly replied No, I belong to the kneeling order. The modern Christian does not lack intellectually, they lack spirituality. The modern Christian has too much society and not enough solitude. They ring doorbells well but knocks but little at the door of heaven. A good minor but a poor separator. They do not belong to the kneeling order. A Christian through the simple act of prayer can reach the throne of God who sits in his heaven. There is a law in the spiritual world that surpasses any law of natural world. Nothing can interfere with... Yes, if I could read my writing. Nothing can interfere with the feat of communication. Oh, the fact. I can't read my word. Nothing can interfere with the fact of communication of man with God. I'm going to say fact because feat doesn't make sense. God hears prayer among the um, canon's roar. If God can quickly... Oh, if God can get empty vessels, He can amplify His voice and His victories. That's right. If we can listen to God, He can use us in great ways. We must keep prayer as the faithful sentinel keeps guard with sleepless vigilance. The apostles all continued with one one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, Acts 1.14, and they prayed, Acts 1.24. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers, Acts 2.24. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, Acts 3.1. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, Acts 4.31. Acts 6 and 4, Acts 6 and 6, Acts 8, 15, Acts 8, 22, Acts 8, 24, behold he prayeth, Acts 9, 11, Acts 9, 10, Acts, no it's Acts 9, 40, excuse me, Acts 10, 9, Acts 10, 30, Acts 11, 5, Acts 12, 5, Acts 12, 12, Acts 13, 3, Acts 14, 23, Acts 16, 13, Acts 16, 25, Acts twenty thirty six, Acts twenty one five Acts twenty two seventeen Acts twenty eight eight, the early church see all that was in the book of Acts. They prayed. The early church prayed and had prayer meetings. Five reasons why prayer must be answered. First, salvation. First Timothy three and four. This confidence is in us. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. First John five fourteen. The second, all things in his precious name, the name of Jesus, John 14, 14. The third thing, believing in the ability and willingness of God to answer prayers, Mark 11, 24. The fourth thing, do not regard iniquity. Do not sin, Psalm 66, 18. If you want the Lord to hear you. The fifth thing you must continue believing until the answer answer is given luke 18 and 7 when you know it is god's will continue in prayer until the answer comes will you pray for missions the work of intercession is the greatest work a christian can do if we know how to pray nothing is impossible to us prayer should be a thing of plan and purpose as well as impulse blessed is the man who staggers not at the promises of god even this seemingly long delay, complete silence, or apparent refusal. Remain strong in faith, giving glory to God. The Gospel of the Knees, 1 Thessalonians Five Seventeen. Pray without ceasing. Prayer has been known to change things, just how we do not know. The fact of answered prayer is unquestioned. Prayer is the Christian prayer is to the Christian life what the sun is to the harvest. It ripens us into the fruits of the Spirit. Prayer is like breath to our lungs, the breath of God that vitalizes the life. The more prayer, the more power. Prevailing prayer is the I won't let go until you bless me type of persistence. This is what brings the miracles and marvels of the twentieth century, or twenty first century for us, huh? A Bible lesson on prayer. Where to pray? In secret, Matthew 6 and 6, 2 Kings 4, In the house, Acts 10, 9 through 10. Daniel 6 and 10, Acts 12 and 12. In a solitary place, Mark one thirty five, Matthew 14, 23. In a mountain apart, this was Jesus' favorite place to pray. In time of special need, Acts 16, 25, Acts 12 and 5. Everywhere, 1 Timothy 2 and 8, in any and every place. How you pray, the spirit, not the place, is important. Pray with the right heart, pray with the right spirit. John 4 12, um, 21 and 323. John 4 21 through 23. Okay, I got a 2 here. So, at what time we should pray? Daily, Daniel 6 and 10. Psalms 55, 16, 17, Acts 3 and 1, Acts 1, 9 and 30. If you have the time, go look up all these verses because I just made note of them. These are my notes. Old Testament saints and apostles prayed three times a day at the morning, noon and evening. In the early morning, Psalms 119, 147, Mark 135, Psalms 88, 13, Psalms 5 and 3, at night, Luke 13. 6, 12, Acts 16, 25, all the day, Psalms 88, and 1, Psalms 25, 5, Psalms 88, and 9, at meals, Matthew 14 and 19, 1 Timothy 4, 4 and 5, Acts 27, and 35, continually, comma, evermore, 1 Chronicles 16 and 11, Psalms 105, 4, Hosea 12 and 6. least I think that's a 12. could be a 17, but I think it's 12. Always, Luke 18 and 1, Luke 21, 36, Ephesians 6 and 18. While he may be found, Psalms 32 and 6, Isaiah 55 and 6, there is not an hour in our life when we may not seek God in prayer and call upon him. Three, in what circumstances should we pray? In the day of trouble, Psalms 50 and 15. Jonah 2 and 1, Jonah 4 and 2, Psalms 34 and 6, Psalms 107, um, verses 13, verse 19, when sick, Psalms 30 and 2, 2 Kings 20 and 2, Romans 8 and 11, in affliction, Psalms 22, 24, 25 and 18, Psalms also, 2 Chronicles 33, 12 and 13, in trouble or distress, Psalms 18 and 6, 86, 7. One hundred and seven, six and thirteen, in danger. I'm going to say that last one again. Psalms eighteen and six, Psalms eighty-six and seven, Psalms one hundred and seven, verse six, Psalms one hundred and seven, verse thirteen. Because that's kind of confusing. In danger. First Samuel seven and five, Second Kings six seventeen and eighteen, Second Kings nineteen and fifteen.